Hey, welcome to Whole Human. Today I wanted to share with you a special episode talking about the power of God and the goodness of God and how often we doubt one or the other of those in our actual practical life. I also wanted to invite you to our Advent program that's coming up. It's a way to more intentionally live Advent. If you're like me in the past, Advent seems to flash by without us noticing. Even though I want to live it well, I know that the season is really important. So if you want a way, like me, to live the season more intentionally, and to really deepen your experience of expectation and hope this Advent, check it out at wholehumanchallenge.com. And you can also find the link in the description. Today we're going to get into the bigger topic of desire. So I've been having a tough time <laughs> the past couple of days. I had I've just not been sleeping well, and then it culminated yesterday with just enough things going wrong that I I crashed, and then like just kind of imploded into myself where it's like feeling fairly like shut down and depressed and like kind of with the depressed feeling angry and anxious. And I was like doing pretty well, just not sleeping very much. And then enough things went wrong to, to just crash the system. (laughs) And so I've been thinking about it a lot coming into today where I'm talking about hope and desire. And right now my heart actually really resists hope. And so, as God knows, this is the time I most need to talk about it with you all. Because sometimes when I'm in a place like this, I feel like hope is a trap. I feel like my desire is just made to mess with me. Because when I'm most hopeful, and then it doesn't go my way, and I don't get what I want, or things go wrong, that's when I crash the hardest. That's when it hurts. If I'm not hoping for very much, life just kind of generally sucks, but it doesn't like stab me. (laughs) And so the question we get to face today is, is hope a trap? We're built in a really strange way, us humans. We're built with this desire that wants everything. I want to love my kids really, really well. I want to be loved and known really, really well. I want to be great. I want to do great things. I want to be able to change the world. I want so much. But we're built in this way where we want all that stuff. We want all of that. We want perfect justice in the world. We want peace. We want happiness. We want our life to be so good and filled with beauty. And then we get a bad night's sleep and we're cranky at the world and just generally upset. (laughs) We're so limited. Like even if you just think about the people you want to love and how bad you are at loving them or how much it can hurt when I really, really want to be seen and somebody just doesn't answer or they're not really listening. We are so limited and our world is really harsh and overwhelming and broken. I was like, okay, if we're limited, if at least we had a world that took really good care of us, (laughs) that would collaborate well, that would be understanding, would be loving, would be patient, would be kind. 
And so how do we live? How do we live with this huge desire, yet with all of this limit and this world that hurts? Well, how we mostly live is shut down. How we actually live is pretty protected, at least an attempt to protect ourselves. You think of Adam and Eve, like the first thing they do when the world becomes scary is they try to protect themselves. They try to hide themselves. And how good we are at hiding ourselves. We hide ourselves from the people we love the most. We hide ourselves from ourselves. Like even this morning, I feel it in myself that I fight hope. Like I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to hope too much. That'd be scary. That'd be hard. And that feels like it would be just disappointing. There's a, I don't know which of the prophets from the Old Testament said this, but you duped me, God, and I let myself be duped. <laughs> How often I felt that. I'm just like, okay, you had me going there. I had tons of hope. And then you just pushed it until I cracked. You duped me, God, and I let myself be duped. I was just talking with one of my clients this week, and a few things came together that had been going on in my heart, but then also in talking with her. I'm just, how do we hope? How do we actually hold on to hope? Like for, for what really matters to me? Like if I'm thinking about my marriage and how great I want it to be and the connection I want to have, or I'm thinking about my kids and especially when they, they're struggling or suffering or I feel disconnected from them or I don't know how to love them well. Like I can be at this place where I'm praying for it. I'm praying for my marriage. I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for myself as a father and husband. But I know I can pray for it without hoping for it. Because hope is always really vulnerable. I can pray in a way that's like, okay, God, change that stuff. And then I'll show up. And then I'll let myself desire again and hope again. But if I actually hope, this is what I've been realizing, that there's a way of hoping that's that's more like carrying an open wound. Where I can be really honest with the sorrow and the limits, and the struggle, and the pain. And my hope isn't in my own idea. It's not in my own plan. It's because I'm, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at coming up with the plan, the vision, like this is how I'm going to solve the problem. But that's like still stuck in like an I'm going to fix things. It's still stuck in hoping in me, or at least in God listening to me. But there's another way of hoping that I've started to discover, which is is like opening up a wound like if you have a little kid that hurts their arm and it's bleeding they've got their hand over it they're protecting it and then you they run to the parent the parent's like let me see letting the parent see is a huge act of trust and hope where i have to actually let go and show how much it hurts show how show the damage show the wound i think this is how we are called to live as children of god in this world, where we get to run to the Father and just show him the wound. This hurts, but I trust you. I don't know what you're doing here, but I trust you. I don't know why it has to hurt so much, and I don't see the way that this can be fulfilled. I don't see how this can be the way to my happiness. I don't see how you can bring my marriage or my relationship with my kids or my whatever, my job, myself to fulfillment. And I so desperately want fulfillment. But I trust you. I trust you here where it hurts. 
I trust you here in the wound. And only my trust in you allows me to keep the wound open, to keep the desire open. Because at this point, I know myself well enough. And I know the world well enough. I can't really hope there. Sometimes I can trick myself if I'm having a good day. Or if things seem to turn up. I'm feeling a little better. I just got a new job or whatever. Or a creative project is going well. Sometimes I can put a lot of hope there still. But when it's really on the line, when it really comes to what I want the most, like I think about even my desire to be without sin, to be perfect, to have a really clean heart. Like I can take that on as as like a, a set of rules where I'm trying to like perfectly control my life so that I'm more perfect. But the real desire is just like an open wound to the father saying like, look at Look at all this evil that's still in me. I need you. I need you to save me. I need you to save my marriage. I need you to save my kids. And we go back to where we were a few weeks ago. Is this moment, are these desires, are these wounds given to me by an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God who made my heart and intends to bring the work of his hand to completion in me? Can I trust him? Does he know me? Does he care about me? Does he know what he's doing? Does he love me? Because in this world, hope is one of the most dangerous things we can do. It's also one of the most exciting, beautiful things we can do. Hope. Another way, like another image, is to think of hope as like holding out your open hands to the Father to receive from him. And then offering him too all the desires and all the pain there. So often we think of hope as like a tricky strategy to get like to pounce on on what we really want. Like we're like a cat and our hope is like pounce on the mouse and then the mouse is going to, we're going to capture it. But in this world, our hope is in a person. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in his love. And so then once again today, I can say, Lord, thank you for giving me exactly what I need right now the fulfillment of my deepest desires. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Here where I feel like I don't have anything, here where it hurts so much, here where I'm just confused, I trust you. And you are already bringing to completion what you've begun in me. And when I don't know the way and I don't have the strength, you are bringing to completion what you've begun in me. The hopes that you've enkindled in me, the desires that you've brought out in my heart. You, you must fulfill them. You must save me. You are my hope. So how do we live with infinite desire when we are so limited and the world is so harsh? We live with desire, with hope, only by looking at him, only by trusting in him by opening up this wounded heart to the Father and saying, look how much it hurts and look at how much I want. And I don't understand, but you are good and I trust you. I think this is like what we're getting at here too, is the difference between hoping in an outcome and hoping in salvation. Like I can hope that I'll get a job but that's different than like hoping that my life is meaningful and being directed so that I end up exactly where I need to be 
for my own fulfillment, for my own salvation and the salvation of those that I love. Like we, we actually broaden our hope. We make it like, or we broaden our desire. We make it bigger because it's the, the biggest desires in us that like most reach out for God. So are we hoping in our circumstances and how we can either control them and protect ourselves from them? Or are we hoping in salvation? And I'm saying all these things as a challenge to myself too. Somebody said that God was speaking through me. He does this all the time to me. <laughs> he has me say things, but mostly say them to myself. And I'm like, ah, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so this is the vision for this week is really getting into desire. And hoping not as like a self-generated thing, but hope as a relationship with, with someone we trust, with the God that we trust. I wanted to read some of the, the quotes I had on here because I just, they're really important. From John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. But there's, there's something even in just like knowing what's true <laughs> about my life, about who I am, about what my desire is, about who God is. And that makes us free. Not you will get the job and the job will make you free. But we actually live like that on it often. Then Psalm 62. Oh God, you are my God. For you I long. For you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you like a dry, weary land without water. So all of that dry weariness. And I call upon you, God. Save me. I need you. I'm really glad I have all of you to journey with as I'm facing this stuff. It's just so beautiful to have this place and to get this time to speak about it. Clearly the Lord wanted to give me this in this time of, of trouble. And it's just so beautiful to be talking to you. It helps. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you find this content meaningful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. If you would like to share your story, reach out at wholehumanchallenge at gmail.com. Also, if you're looking for a more intentional way to live your Advent this year, join us. You can check out more about our program at wholehumanchallenge.com advent or find the link in the podcast description. Thank you. Have a great day.